from the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch. This is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and I've got big things on my mind. Big, like the Ohio State Fair. It doesn't get any bigger than that, right? Big animals, big rides, and big chunks of fried food. Honestly, it's one of my favorite times of year, and it appears that I'm not alone. More than 900,000 people reportedly attended last year's festivities. This year, the fun begins July 24th at the fairgrounds, and it runs through August 4th. Here today to talk about the fair and all the fun and unhealthy foods that we can find there is Brian Shankman, otherwise known as the Candyman. It says so right on his t-shirt. He runs numerous stands at the fair and knows how to deep fry just about anything. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Thank you. I'm super excited to have you on the show. The fair is one of my favorite times of year. When I was growing up, my grandparents were dairy farmers and I volunteered at the Stark County Fair every year. But last year was my first year at the State Fair. And of course, it's hard to miss your stand there, the Ball Candy Stand. But before we get into all of that, there's just one thing that I feel like I need to start with because you're the originator of at all, and that would be the deep-fried Buckeye. Yep. Uh, talk to me about the inspiration of this and where you think this stands in the accomplishments of humankind, you know, walking on the moon, inventing the wheel, deep-frying the Buckeye. Exactly. Well, actually, it started as a joke. So I said to the fair, I'd like to deep-fry a Buckeye. I thought it was going to be insulting to everybody, but it actually turned out that the media went crazy over it. So the day before we were actually supposed to debut it to the media, the actual media person at the fair came and said, where is it? We want to see it. And I'm like, uh, I forgot. So I had to run out and get everything quickly. That year was a complete disaster. What happened? All the Buckeyes were blowing up in the, in, <laughs> in the fryer later. We finally figured out we had to put toothpicks on them. But the accomplishment was the next year we had it ready to go and we did 52,000 of them that year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, and what's it up to now? I mean, has the demand increased exponentially? No, the, the actual what happens is that after people taste it, they love it. Don't get me wrong. They love it. But they always like to try new and different. We always have to come up with something new and something different. So we have two new items this year. Okay. What are they? Which Hit we, me. With, which we're just putting across now. The first one is is really, really good. I got to explain. I got to go backwards first. We have what we call Friday in our warehouse. We pick two Fridays a year and we throw anything and everything from our warehouse into the fry later. Gummies, Swedish fish, Sour Patch Kids, you name it, goes into that fry later. Well, actually, Charleston Chews. If you know what a Charleston of Chew course. is, Charles, mini Charleston Chews on a Tuesday. Let me tell you something. It's fantastic. And then we were playing around about five or six weeks ago, and we came up with something that tastes like exactly like a jelly donut. Mini Munchkin Jelly Donut. It's a gummy mini hamburger on a stick. Really? Yes. Yep. Yep. It is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. Yep. That's amazing because I was going to ask how you decide what you're going to fry and what not. It sounds like the answer is everything. Yep. And we let people We let people actually tell us, you know, hey, listen, why don't you try this? We've tried so many different things and so many things either work or they don't work. But when we come across a winner like this one, it's actually fantastic. What are some of the worst things that you've tried to fry over the years? Oh, God, there's been just so many. Mary Janes and bit of honeys and caramel creams and all kinds of stuff. We, I mean, literally thrown everything from candy corn to mallow creams to, I mean, Swedish fish don't work either. I mean, it just, the taste is just not there. But when we did the uh, gummy mini burger, it was just unbelievable. It was like biting into a jelly donut. 
Now, I spent a number of years in California, and while their fares pale to ours in terms, well, in most terms, I'll be honest, but especially in terms of livestock, they act like they've never seen another living creature out there. But the Orange County Fair out there does have a lot of fried food. And I remember when we were there, they did like fried butter and deep fried beer. Do you do that sort of thing? It didn't really do anything for me. I have a lot of items, but we're very particular on what we have. We have the candy bars. We have the Snickers, Three Musketeers, and Milky Way. We actually do a full grilled cheese. Oh, wow. Uh, which is which is unbelievable because because when you look at half, it's like, wow, that's really big. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, here's the other half for now. <laughs> so we do the same thing with a PB&J. Okay. That's really good. We do Pop-Tarts. They're not as popular, but Pop-Tarts are good. We have Nutter Butters, Buckeyes. And then we went one step further because we have the Oreo, of course. Everybody carries the Oreo. But we went one step further. What is great with anything? Bacon. Of course. So we, we bacon wrap the Buckeye now and we bacon wrap the Oreo now. Okay. We also have, and it's hard to believe, but I've been doing this for about 15 years now. I could probably count on two hands how much deep fried I've eaten in 15 years. I was going to ask you about that. I just don't eat it. I just doesn't agree with me. I don't eat it. But I do taste it once in a while to see what it tastes like. But we have a cream cheese. We take a cream cheese ball and we batter, dip it, and fry it. It tastes like a warm bagel and cream cheese. It is fantastic. Morning, noon, or night. That's the, that is underrated out there. People just don't understand how great that is. But if you really want to get really like fancy, we'll put Laravettes in it for you. I was going to say, okay, what's the weirdest thing that you've had? That sounds pretty weird. Tell me, what is a Laravette? A Laravette is a mealworm. It's like a grub. And sounds delicious. We sell them in boxes. They come in cheese, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and onion. We also sell crickets. And inside the building this year, we're going to sell scorpions. Really? They melt outside. It's a lollipop. The lollipop's great. The lollipop is uh, sugar-free. The lollipop is fantastic. Because you don't want to put on the calories or exactly. have the kids running around. And the scorpion's all protein, so it's great. <laughs> the only thing you got to worry about is when they, when you get that leg in your teeth and you got to get it out. That's it. The rest of it, everybody says to me, do you sell a lot of them? Yeah, we sell a lot of them, but you know what? They taste like sunflower seeds. Okay. And, I, and I call it mind over matter. If you don't have a mind, it doesn't matter, so just try it and just forget about what you... There's an old saying, by the time you're 20 years old... You'll have eaten 20 bugs in your sleep. So might as well get a little flavor out of it while you're doing it. So what's the most popular item that you have year in and year out? In the deep fried stand? Yes. It's kind of a toss-up between the Oreo and the Buckeye. You were asking about if the Buckeye gained. No, because once people have it, they want to try something new and different. So we always try to give them something new and different. And what's the secret to really deep frying something well. You know, I have a deep fryer. We've had deep fry parties where everybody brings something and we fry it. And I have to say, most of the time, it just falls apart. Um, <laughs> what's the secret? What am I doing wrong? You're not getting it at the fair. That's what you're doing <laughs> wrong about it. No, actually, what it is, it's an ancient Chinese secret. I have to put an envelope in it and say, no, a friend of mine at the fairgrounds actually taught me. It's all in the batter. You just have to come up with the batter. Everybody wants to use pancake batter. You got to make sure your, your oil is hot enough. It's got to get up to at least 350, 370. The batter we use is homemade. I can't disclose what's in it, but because it's, it's actually a friend of mine's at the fairgrounds, uh, the Jenks family, he actually gave it to me about 10 years ago because I ran out of batter that I had. And since then, it's been like a dream. But pancake batter will work. Just make sure you batter your, your oil's hot enough. And everything is also, it's all the way in the oil itself. And how does one become the candy man? I mean, is this, do you have a degree in candyology? No, I actually have a degree in uh, hotel and restaurant management. Oh, nice. I got out of school and, and met some people who I knew in school who were in the business. I actually started out with Icy's. I became a franchise rep for Icy. Now I'm a national franchise rep. I run all the states for Icy, any mobile. And then I met the gentleman who was doing candy who was getting a little older and wanted to 
teach somebody how to do it. But I'll tell you what, I was telling you on the way up, I got in yesterday morning from Florida. I left Florida. I got up at 2.12 in the morning. I went to bed last night at 2.11. So it is a lot of hours from what we do. People don't realize how much work we put into what we do at the fairgrounds. There, I mean, between putting up the rides and there's a new ride company called Tally Amusements. Amusements America was taken out. So the rides are beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful out there now. So the fairgrounds is being, is being set up right now. It takes thousands and thousands and thousands of man hours to set that fair up. Talk about all the different areas at the fair where you have your hands in. It sounds like you're all over the place there. Yep. I'm actually across 17th Avenue. I have six stands. I have one by the Ag and Hort, which is an icy. I have a couple up by the Brown Building with the candy store. And now we're, we just took over the big candy store in the back of the building. The uh, location is in the back of the building. It's over 4,000 square feet. And actually, we have a theme this year. It's going to be Christmas in July. Ah. And we have all kinds of different stuff. And the best part about it is we're bringing in Santa on Saturdays and Sundays. He's in his July outfit because he's got to be, you know, comfortable. Why do you think this food is so closely associated with fairs? Why is it so popular at this kind of event? Because when people go out, they try to keep healthy all year round, okay? Most people try to keep healthy. Salads and to maybe cut the carbs and cut the breads. When they come to the fair, it's like having a cheat day. Okay, you want to come out, you want to try things that you've never tried before all in one area. You know, you go to a restaurant, you go to a Greek restaurant or a Chinese restaurant or Italian restaurant. That's what you're eating. But when you come to the fair, you go to this booth, you're getting ice cream. You go to this booth, you're getting icy. You're coming to me, you're getting candy. And then you're getting some deep fried to go out. I mean, it's unbelievable. But when you come out, that's what you're doing. And you don't say to yourself, well, it's my diet day. I'm not. No, it's my cheat day. Get out there. Get it, you know, eat. And then when you go home, you can do whatever you got to do the next couple of days. I always tell everybody, when you eat my Buckeyes, I leave all the calories to the last bite. Just don't eat that last bite and you're all good to go. Good advice. So you spend a lot of time at the fair, as you've just said. You know, I go out for the day and I do some great people watching for an afternoon. What's it like for you to spend so much time at the fair? It's a blink of an eye. I don't even realize I'm there. I'm running from place to place, whether I'm fixing an icy machine or a deep fryer or a person didn't show up or I have to restock or somebody has a problem or I have to get off the grounds for a few minutes and make sure the stock is there. But what I like to do once in a while is I like to stop and people watch myself. I like to see what people are doing, what are they eating, where they're going, what direction, what they're moving in, what's the new item they're looking for. I mean, and I like to talk to people, you know, I don't like to be as much behind the register. I don't have the patience anymore for that, to be honest, but I love to talk to people. I love to get out there and and know what's on the people's mind. What are they looking for? What are some of the more interesting people or comments that you've come away with in recent years? Oh, you know what? I don't insult anybody. I love everybody out there, but I just think when people come out to the fairgrounds, they lose some common sense. They just think everything is, you know, I had a kid walk up to me last week at another fair and say to me, looked me right in the eye and says, is this all for free? And I looked at him and said, uh, you kidding? He goes, no, is it all for free? I went, you are serious, aren't you? I said, no, it's not for free, you know? So, but I think people just get so lost in what they're doing out there. They don't just pay, they don't pay attention to the signs and to everything else. And they expect everything to be looked, you know, they look down on it. That's the worst part I think about the fair industry is that most people look down at the ride people and the food people and stuff like that. They've got to be the hardest working people I've ever met, ever. They'll be out there from morning to night to make sure that job's done so that the people have a great experience at what they do. Aside from the fried food, of course, what's your favorite part of the fair? Closing. 
<laughs> That's the truth. I mean, you know what? We work, like I said, I worked 24 hours yesterday. I'm going to be the next eight days until the fair opens next Wednesday. I'm going to be putting in at least 16, 18 hours a day trying to get ready to get opened up. So once we open up, it, to me, it's like a breath of fresh air. It's a relief. Okay, everything's done. It's ready. Now, what's going to go wrong? Right. Something's going to, this person's going to be out for the day. This person, I got to cover this person. And, you know, we hire a bunch of locals. I mean, we probably have 25 locals that work with us. So I like the last night when it's all over and everybody had a great time and, and everything was a success. And, you know, of course, when we walk out making a little bit of money. Now, last year, you were responsible for creating a gigantic chocolate and peanut butter Buckeye. I understand that you were going for a record. What happened? Well, we were just informed the other day that Guinness changed their way of doing things, and now they, they want the record to be 1,000 pounds or more. We hold the record, whether they say so or not. It's 374 pounds for Marsha's Buckeye up in uh, northern Ohio. All of our Buckeyes are made right here in Ohio by local, the ones, same ones that make it for Kroger, make it for Cracker Barrel. Okay. These guys are great. They deliver to us. They, they bring us this year. They're bringing us 45,000 Buckeyes to start. And how big is your largest Buckeye going to be this year? Are we going to see one break the, your own record? No, not this year. We did it last year as a promotion. It was a, just a great big promotion for Marsha's. They were growing and they wanted to do something. I was more of a liaison. I helped them to get in to do it, but we actually waited on the five o'clock news. So it was great. We put it in the parade. It was great. It was, as you started going down the middle of the parade, it was melting a little bit here and there, but you know, we actually, it was neat. It was, it was fun. I like to do things like that that people you know i did the world's largest cowtail which is a caramel cream it was 10 feet long by five inches and i hold the self-proclaimed record for the largest peanut butter cup 574 pounds wow yeah, I actually made it in a kiddie pool. Now, what do you do when you're done with these records? I mean, do you just chow down with your staff? <laughs> no, actually, the, the uh, you know, I'm laughing because the world, the world's largest peanut butter cup, we actually cut it for charity. Okay, because we knew the cowtail unfortunately had to be destroyed because it, it actually couldn't go through the metal detector, so the company wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm laughing because of the Buckeye. That Buckeye was it was so much fun and and it was such a pain to do because I had to buy a plastic casing. I had to get it air conditioned just in that one little area, just to air condition the whole thing, and then not have it steam up inside. And so it was like it was like my redheaded stepchild. So at the end, when it was all done, it was like a rock. So what did we do? We took the plastic case off that broke, and we just played in it. We just had fun. We were throwing it at each other. It was like a stress relief almost. It was so much fun just to throw that stuff at each other and dig your hands in it and say, oh, look at I mean, it was almost like a food fight like we were 10 years old again. Now, you mentioned earlier all the crazy candies that you've deep fried over the years. Is there one that maybe you haven't gotten to yet, but you've got your eye on? Is there a holy grail of candy that needs to be deep fried that humanity hasn't yet tried? No, I think what's happening is I think we're turning into everybody's deep fried so much stuff. It's either we're doing it or somebody else on the fairgrounds doing. I think now what I'm doing is, is I'm coming up with stuff that you can put on top of it. Like we put powdered sugar and chocolate syrup. But my new thing is, is and I haven't told anybody, I'll tell you first, is we're using Fruity Pebbles this year. Oh, so good. You can, you can have a choice of having Fruity Pebbles on top of it. We tried this year. We tried Fruity Pebbles. We tried Captain Crunch and we tried Cocoa Pebbles. And the other two didn't work. What about Lucky Charms? That's um, my free advice to you. Yes, you Lucky Charms. You know what? That's funny because a lot of times people give me, I did an interview years ago and that's how I came up with the deep fried grilled cheese. And let me tell you something. That is fantastic. All cheesy in the middle and everything. Oh, my God. That is fantastic. And you know what? If you want to come to our stand and try something, try a combo. We have a combo where you can get Buckeyes, Nutter Butters, and Oreos. This way you get a, com you get a taste of a little bit of everything. 
And how many different sorts of candies do you carry at the fair? You know what? This year we probably carry about seven or 800 bulk items, and then we carry novelty, like Pop Rocks and candy. We'll call them candy sticks, but we remember them in the little package <laughs> that looked like cigarettes. They just look like cigarettes. That's all they do. They're, they're the white sticks. And then you got ring pops and the, the kids now. But those kind of stuff is, is, you know, we have a lot of that items too. We're bringing in probably close to 70 pallets of candy this year. Wow. How many pounds would that equal out to? I can tell you this much. It's going to be over 100,000 pounds. I've never actually stopped and said, okay, how many pounds? Because the novelties weigh this much. We're probably looking at close to 100,000 pounds. Wow. And do you have a favorite? My favorite goes by the day. Whatever's in front of me at that time, if I'm hungry, and it's the only time I eat candies when I'm hungry, because if not, I see it. I've seen it for the last 20 some odd years. I've seen candy in front of me. I go to the candy show in Chicago, and all we do is walk up and down, up and down, up and down the aisles for, and, and all you do is sit there and eat, 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 eat. So you know what? It's after a while. You eat too much, you just get sick of it. But I love Swedish fish, and I, once in a while, I love you know, a good piece of chocolate. Now, what is dinner like at your house? I mean, are you like, this is, you know, the spaghetti looks nice, but it'd be better deep fried. Low carb. <laughs> really? I, my wife is, my wife is a cook from Johnson and Wales, and I don't like to go out to eat because I travel so much. So everything comes out of the pressure cooker because we work together during, when we're home, we have a store and we have a tour that we do down in Florida in West Palm Beach that we set up. It took me a year to build. It's made out of styrofoam and candy. It's fantastic. It's like a Disney style tour. And we're pretty much booked almost every day now for at least six hours. And she cooks in the pressure cooker and it's all low carb. Now, you said you've been to, you know, you travel the country, you go to all these fairs. We like to believe that our state fair here is something really special. How does it compare to the other ones that you go to? It actually is compares to one of, be one of the top fairs in the country. It's not the most top attended fair, but it's definitely one of the top fairs in the country for exhibits. The Butter Cow. I mean, that's second to none. I mean, you know, you, did you see the Butter Cow of last course. year? Of course. Everybody has to see the Butter Cow. And then getting in the building, walking around, and just seeing the animals and everything else, it really is second to none. Outstanding. We're so glad that you're going to be part of everything. And I will definitely look forward to bringing my kids and getting them a sugar high while I get some deep fried stuff this year at the fair. Now, you know when we open up, right? Tell me. The date is July 24th to August 4th. Okay, we're open every day, rain or shine. Hopefully, shine, no rain. You know, we don't like it, but it happens once in a while. And it does get hot out there. So when it's hot out there, you know, there's always an icy stand somewhere. Excellent. Well, we'll see you there. All right. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Thanks for joining us. And thank you all for listening to Life in the 614. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614.